Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary, and I am still, as always, your host, Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for free speech, freedom of thought, and all the other freedoms our great constitution provides for us as well as your tour guide through the alternate universe, which is Joe Biden's America. And we're doing it today on another WTF Friday. Yes, folks, it's another intriguing WTF Friday. Uh, Even though we did have a WTF Thursday yesterday of a sort, It was kind of a mix between In Black and Rant and a WTF Friday on a Thursday. But, well, what can you do, folks? A whole nother day with a whole kinds of intriguing news. Now, before we get into all the fun today, you can get a hold of us and send us questions, uh, comments, anything uh, at our email, which is inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, inblackandright.net. You can can sign up to receive notifications. You can contribute to our uh, Lone Star Tour fundraiser, which will be taking place in just a few weeks. We are closer and closer to getting halfway to our goal, which is pretty amazing. Thank you to all of those who have contributed so far. And you can even pick up shirts and other things at our online store. Well, anyway, my friends, some interesting news today. Some little interesting bits before we get into the heart of today. Now, breaking news just a few hours ago, earlier this afternoon, apparently Brian Stelter, Mr. Humpty Dumpty, over at CNN, is expected to be fired within days if not weeks and i'm like whoa apparently the new ownership of cnn is shaking a lot of things up and they are putting a lot of its on-air talent on notice no more can anybody on cnn refer to the 2020 election and all the election fraud that went with it as the big lie they are not allowed to do it and i thought whoa this is going to make life real tough for some people now apparently brian stelter is not the only one who's on the hot seat there are others on air talent that is essentially being told either you get with the new program or you will be fired and i thought wow I don't know how this is really going to help CNN. I mean, I think they're a, a too little too late. But, hey, there's always hope, folks. There's always hope. Uh, more news today, just briefly. Uh, Julian Assange, Mr. WikiLeaks, 
the British government has approved his extradition to the United States. Now, this is going to be real interesting considering all the things that Assange and WikiLeaks have done in recent years. That's going to be a real trip, uh, especially if he's going to be tried in the United States. I have no idea what the... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what the... Uh, Department of Injustice is going to do, but that's going to be another interesting one. However, uh, that's going to be one of those stories you catch up with later, but what's really intriguing to me, what's really intriguing, now we've got this whole thing with the Senate trying to hammer out some type of an agreement, a bipartisanship agreement, for dealing with gun legislation. Now, this afternoon, the leader of the uh, opposition, uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, of all things, apparently he walked out of the negotiations. Totally walked out. Because apparently they can't get certain things uh, ironed out, which is going to be interesting. Because since Cornyn has walked out, I'm wondering, is anybody else going to walk out? Now, sure, you definitely can give a call to your state senator or, you know, or somebody that you actually like. But to tell them, hey, if Cornyn's walking out, everybody else should walk out too. Stop the negotiations, period. Stop them cold. Just stop them cold. Everybody leaves. Maybe you picked this up again in January because, frankly, there aren't that many working days left for Congress and the Senate, House and Senate, uh, before Election Day. There are still going to be plenty of primaries going on uh, between now and probably about the middle of August. There, um, I haven't had a chance to take a look at the primary schedule, but they're running out of time. So this is interesting in light of recent events. Now, there was a church shooting in Alabama in the suburbs of Birmingham. And according to the latest reports, a third victim in that shooting uh, died earlier today. Now, when I'm reading the story, and I'm finding this from uh, Newsmax, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, well, this certainly blows the entire uh, narrative about guns and shooters and all of that. Because the suspect, the shooter, in the in the church shooting was 71 years old 71 years old that's pretty that's bad enough that blows one hole into this whole thing about well we have to have these red flag laws and believe me don't even get me started on that but reading the story the sus the shooter was 71 years old and he used a handgun. So much for assault weapons. Holy cow, that, that was just messed up. And this was 
the place where this happened was at a church in a suburban community called the Stavia Hills. Very affluent, very white. So no, there was no uh, white supremacist element. I mean, right there, those three facts alone in this tragic situation takes the entire Democrat left-wing media narrative and blows it up. You know, it just does. There are holes in it. I mean, what makes a 71-year-old man go to a church and shoot people with a handgun? I mean, are we going to look into his motivation? Well, it certainly he certainly wasn't a white supremacist. I mean, considering that everyone at the event he attended was white, the people, many of the people, I mean, I'm thinking like the vast majority, they're all white. So a 71-year-old white guy shoots up a bunch of white folks in a church and, and people are dead. So I'm sorry, but given what happened with Senator Cornyn walking out of these negotiations trying to come up with a deal i say this is definitely a point in time where you just say to heck with it it, it doesn't it's not a one-size-fits-all deal it's just not there was also another church shooting uh within i'd say the last couple of weeks in cedar rapids iowa and people died at that too i uh, there was certainly no talk of white supremacy we don't know uh, I mean who was the shooter we don't know heck we still don't even know all the details about the massacre in Uvalde Texas we don't know there are questions that are not being asked and really need to be asked and investigators are definitely not don't seem to be on the ball such as how did this kid get the money to buy all these fancy weapons how, how where did he get the money did he actually know how to drive because apparently he drove rather erratically from his home to the school as if somehow he didn't have a driver's license and really didn't know how to operate a vehicle there are so many questions. I mean, yes, law enforcement does have a part to play, and they have questions that they do need to answer. But what about the kid? I mean, how many 18-year-olds do you know of who are able to buy, gosh, a few thousand dollars worth of weapons and ammo? Because ammo's not cheap. And certainly the way the left the anti-gun zealots would have it you shouldn't be able to get any ammo at all or if you do you need to be paying through the nose for it I'm like holy cow this is just messed up it is totally messed up and I'm still gonna have these questions and I'm still going to be looking around for some answers because this is not helpful right now it's just not and let's see yeah and we'll get back on this subject uh, for sure but now of course given we 
uh, an, kind of along the same line, uh, apparently from just the news uh, from earlier today or yesterday, uh, a, there was a new breach in the Capitol. Seven un, unauthorized individuals were apprehended by Capitol Police. And the subheading, Capitol Police referred to the incident as an active criminal investigation and may result in additional criminal charges after consultation with the U.S. Attorney. So now, with all the January 6th hearings, which is nothing more than a Soviet-style show trial that would make Joseph Stalin a pretty happy guy, but yes, we now have another attempted breach of the Capitol, except this time the Capitol Police were paying attention and doing their jobs. Unlike January 6th, when too many, in too many cases, they just kind of stood there, let ushered people in, and there's plenty of video. So anybody said, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. I said, if you can prove it, you better bring the receipts because I certainly have mine. I, and, and there's plenty of it. So, you know, it all depends on if anybody wants to get really kind of snarky. But it's okay. I, I don't worry about it. But yes, you now have a new, I mean, seven people caught in an, auth, an unauthorized breach of the, of the Longworth building where the house, many of the house offices are for, con, for people in the house. I'm like, holy cow, seven people. How on earth did they get in in the first place? There's, you know, but still you've got the Capitol Police. They did their job. On January 6th, they didn't, or at least not very well. And to try to somehow generate sympathy for them, I'm going, uh, no, because too many of y'all were acting like the Keystone Cops. And especially Lieutenant Byrd, the Capitol Hill police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt and trying to stay hidden and shielded from the media. It's like, what? Because he was a Capitol Hill police officer or the fact that he was black? Black man shoots white woman. It's not justified. And, any, and I've even talked to people who are or have been in law enforcement. They knew it was, a, it, they knew it was un, totally unjustified. She was unarmed. She was making no threatening moves. And frankly, where were the three Keystone cops who were there in front of the door? And, and they left moments before Ashley Babbitt was murdered. What, who were they? What were they doing? Hmm? Why did they leave their posts? Now, these are questions that the Kangaroo Court, which is the January 6th unselect committee are not going to answer they're not going to take it on i mean even the fbi who had to have uh agents informants something the whole thing was a setup because not everything makes sense i mean the real evidence that doesn't make any sense and there are too many questions to be answered so that really blows my mind uh, as far as that goes.
Well, let's see what else has me more than a little ticked off today. Ah, uh, yes. Now, here we have, once again, the COVID crazies are now and their whacked out relationship with Big Pharma and members of Congress and as well as the great Lord Fauci, which cracks me up because <laughs> after everything that the great Lord of all science, Anthony Fauci, has told us and how many lives he's messed up, I mean, apparently he's gotten four shots, four jabs. And yet, what happened the other day? He caught COVID. He tested positive for COVID after reportedly four different vaccines, got jabbed four times. I mean, damn, I've never caught COVID. I have not taken one single solitary vaccine because I'm not getting jabbed with an experimental drug because I'm not stupid as much as some people might think so I'm not and in spite of the fact that I have plenty and I do mean plenty of comorbidities I said nope not gonna do it not gonna do it now today from just the news FDA advisory panel recommends Moderna and Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines for babies and toddlers. OMG, folks. How greedy are these bastards? I mean, Moderna, Pfizer making big money. And once again, in a related story, apparently Senator Rand Paul and the great Lord Fauci duking it out again. I mean, especially when it came to how much money did people in the NIH or the NIAID get in royalties or some type of payment from these vaccine manufacturers? Who got it? How much? And apparently, in a FOIA request that was made, yeah, they got it. They had to fight for it. But the problem is, a lot of it was redacted. So we don't know exactly which scientists got how much money. And once again, the arrogant, snarky bastard, who is Anthony Fauci, apparently thought, well, I don't have to tell you because I'm Anthony Fauci. I'm important. I am the god of all science. And I'm thinking to myself, what a narcissistic piece of crap. What a seriously narcissistic piece of crap. I mean, good grief. They had um, a, uh, oh my goodness, a teleconference. And here's Fauci in this room in his home with all sorts of, uh, with his altar worshiping himself. That is about as narcissistic a thing as I have ever seen. I mean, bobbleheads, pictures of himself. I mean, my Lord, how do I love me? Let me count the ways. Ugh. But anyway, so yes, now 
Moderna and Pfizer are now given FDA approval to give this vaccine, which is untested. It has not been properly studied at all. It's just, it hasn't been studied at all. The short-term, medium-term, and long-term effects on really young kids. I'm thinking, holy cow. And yet, oh, you can get it. It's safe and effective. B.S. To say that something like that, especially for babies as young as six months old. No problem. Hey, it's all good. We're it's we're it's available. Yes, it's safe. It's effective. BS. You're trying to give kids, really young kids, who aren't affected either very minimally or not at all from COVID. Kids don't get it. Kids don't really uh, spread it. Uh, yet, thank goodness, a lot the schools are out now, and they don't. Ha- and the kids don't have to wear masks, at least not at school, unless they have parents who are like serious COVID freaks. But the fact that they're pushing this, and like somehow it's a great thing, it's not. Dear moms and dads. Please, oh please, oh please, before you even think about giving your babies, your really young kids, this shot, you've got to make sure you do homework of your own. Please do homework of your own, because if you don't, you've got to get the real truth, not what your pediatrician tells you. Oh. I mean, you might love them, you might trust them, but in this case, think. You are putting an experimental drug inside the body of your child, your little boy, your little girl. Consider that before you even think about getting that idiotic shot. Because Pfizer does not, is not playing straight. How do I know this? because they wanted to take their 55,000 pages of data and make it unavailable for 75 years. If your product is that dang good, why do you have to put it away so nobody can see it for 75 years? Now, fortunately, a judge said, no, you can't do that. And People like Dr. Naomi Wolf has a team of researchers, a team of attorneys who are going through every single solitary page of that report, all 55,000 plus pages, and they're going with it with a fine-tooth comb. There's a couple of thousand volunteer researchers. There are over 250 attorneys who are doing this as part of her team. I'm going, this is going to get real interesting. And if you want to get her information, Dr. Naomi Wolf, you can find her at dailyclout.io. Dailyclout, 
Io has all kinds of reports, updates, learning about what Pfizer tried to put into adults. They're now trying to do the same thing to your kids. I mean, I still think of my own family's experience with a vaccine injury. My 18-year-old great-niece just graduated high school healthy girl i've known her all her life she's an athlete plays volleyball healthy athletic girl and yet how on earth did she get not one but two blood clots in her lungs how does a healthy teenage girl get that well it's simple the damn vaccine and fortunately she got treated right away and she's doing fine she's doing great looking to go to college in the fall but if that's going to do that potentially to do that to a healthy teenage girl who's very athletic can you imagine what it would do to a six-month-old baby or a two-year-old a three-year-old maybe even to a five-year-old Hmm? Think about it, folks. Think about it. Because this is your child's life that you're risking on an experimental drug which has toxins in it. So think about it. Think about it, Mom and Dad. Please think about it. Because, yeah, you can call me an anti-vaxxer if you want to. You'll be wrong, but... I will defend your right as an American citizen and the First Amendment to act like a horse's butt. But seriously, this is way too important an issue to just leave it to a doctor and say, oh, it's safe and effective. No. No, no, no. Mom and Dad, do your own diligence. Do your own research and make an informed decision. That's all I simply say. I can't tell you don't do it, but that is ultimately your decision. But keep in mind, it's your kids we're talking about here. And that is basically what I'm going to leave it at that. But <laughs> something a little more, I don't know, I, I can't really say lighter, but... It could have turned into a really bad situation. Uh, apparently in Massachusetts, uh, the town is called uh, Easton, Massachusetts. A car apparently had a anti-Trump bumper sticker and it goes through the front window of a pro-Trump store there in Easton, Mass. I'm like, what the? I mean, it's on YouTube. <coughs> I mean, it's on YouTube. And fortunately, uh, no one was hurt. Uh, the driver wasn't hurt. And there was an employee in the store that, was, that, praise God, was not hurt either. Because this could have been a lot worse than it was. I mean, you can fix broken windows and broken doors but if you hurt somebody because of this uh now police are 
the police the local police in Easton are investigating what was going on with this person who was driving this Volkswagen and I thought oh my 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 that's crazy I mean was this person just plain wacky I mean were they so anti-Trump that they wanted to try to put the store out of business who knows excuse me folks just got to grab some water who knows but this is just I mean we're, we're living in an upside down inside out kind of world where some people would applaud this person for trying to destroy this pro-Trump store loaded with merchandise I don't know but we have some serious wackadoodles in this country serious wackadoodles and oh baby well I'm just glad nobody got hurt and hopefully the police can figure this all out as they conclude their investigation of what the heck was going on with the driver I mean was the driver impaired drunk stoned whatever who knows but let's see what happens there just a little something along a little something that's a side here but I just want to end the program today with the history making Myra Flores now if you were under a rock or something and you didn't hear Myra Flores in Texas Congressional District 34 became a star overnight she what well, she became a star overnight she won the special election to fill the seat of that district that congressional seat and not only did she do it with 52% of the vote 52% so there's going to be no runoff and she beat not one but two Democrats for the seat and I'm thinking to myself dang girl <laughs> yes she is a history maker her story is compelling she was born in Mexico she came to this country as a child with her family they did it legally she became an American citizen and her husband is a Border Patrol agent so here she is down in South Texas right along the border married to a Border Patrol agent she's a mom has a couple of kids and she's young I mean and pretty dang easy on the eyes okay <laughs> and yet she made history as the first Mexican born American to win a congressional seat and this congressional seat uh, Texas th CD 34 has been a Democrat stronghold since Reconstruction and that's around 1870 150 years and yet one young beautiful and passionate Lat Republican Latina took on the establishment 
and beat them. She beat the Democrats and beat them like a government mule. My friends, I don't know about you, but I take that as a harbinger of things to come. The Democrats, in its fine tradition of identity politics, have taken Hispanics for granted, just exactly like they've taken blacks for granted. And right now, with all of this woke crud going on, also with, the, with inflation and the situation at the border and everything else, Biden and the Democrats among Hispanics have an approval rating in the mid-20s. The mid-20s. And it's even worse for younger voters. And I'm thinking voters under the age of 30. Recent poll. He's got an approval rating amongst younger voters at 22%. I'm not, I, I don't have the latest polling for black Americans, but he's hemorrhaging support there too. Blexit, with Candace Owens and others, has had an effect. They're tired of getting played. Now, there are still plenty of those who, in the black community, will still vote Democrat, and they want to stay on the plantation, even though they've done absolutely nothing for them in 50 to 60 years. But yes, folks, the, the Myra Flores win, I mean, even though she is going to have to run again in November, I have a feeling this very beautiful young woman is going to be an absolute rising star. I believe she will be because she's sharing a lot of the same feelings among Hispanics. I mean, her district is 85% Hispanic. 85%. And yet, here she is as a Republican, as a woman, and she beat the Democrats Two of them like a government mule. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a harbinger. This is going to bode very badly in not just in the border communities of Texas, but all over the country. Not just New Mexico, not just Arizona or California. It's going to be everywhere. And I'm hoping that this win by Myra Flores is going to be a rallying point for many Hispanics who are sick of this nonsense, who are especially the ones who live in the Rio Grande Valley and Del Rio and Eagle Pass area in South Texas along the border. They're tired of the illegal immigrants. They're tired of the invasion. They're tired of everything that's coming with them. Drugs human tra drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, bringing kids over for all kinds of nefarious purposes. So no, I'm not okay with it. She's not okay with it. And apparently the people of Texas 34 were not cool with it. Not with the inflation on top of it. Plus you throw in the alphabet agenda and wokeness and what they want to do to kids I mean it's essentially you're dealing with a party the Democrats are the party of groomers and 
Hispanics who have very conservative and very strong family values, they're not okay with it. They're not okay with it at all. So Myra Flores, I give you a salute, ma'am, a huge salute. And what you can do for Hispanics, like Candace Owens has done for a lot of blacks, I'm looking forward to see what you're going to do. And I wish I could vote for you in November, but I don't live in Texas. I don't live in your district, and I'm sorry. But I'm going to take your story as far and wide as I can. So enjoy. Enjoy these next few months, uh, Congresswoman Flores. But I'm looking to see what you're going to do for an encore in November. And with that, my friends, I'm going to call it a night. Have yourself a terrific weekend, everybody. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a lot more stuff on weekends as primary season is continuing. And we're going to start to slowly ramp up getting ready for November 8th because November 8th is coming, folks. And if you're a Democrat or you're woke or just plain clueless, your world is about to get rocked and rocked hard. So, my friends, take care have a, and have yourself again a great weekend. And always remember, patriots come in all colors.